This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello, and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast. I'm Austin, otherwise known as Teacup. And I am Ben of Tamaria. And here we are to talk everything Star Wars from legends to canon. And so, Ben, what do we have today for our topic? Yeah, today we have the, we're going to be going over the Jedi, the most notable faction in the Star Wars universe. Um, I mean, if you know Star Wars, you know what the Jedi are. It's an you know, most of the titles for the films and just the main characters as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's another thing like we talked about in our first episode, like lightsaber is probably one of the most well-known things about Star Wars. Like, even if you don't watch Star Wars, you probably know what a lightsaber is. And I think that maybe not as much, but this is another one, like most everyone, at least in American culture, has heard the term Jedi before and knows that it's from Star Wars. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, you have kids on the playground trying to use the Jedi mind trick on teachers all the time. Right. At least that, that's what it was when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to just dive right in? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so for Legends, for the Jedi... Um, There's quite a bit of information. So the Jedi Order is an ancient monk peacekeeping organization unified by their beliefs in the light side of the force. So just like you hear in. You hear this in legends and like the games and even in the movies that the Jedi are a peacekeeping. They're not meant for conflict. They're more of like negotiators ambassadors in a way um but then we get into the precursors to the jedi they're called the jet jedi with a j-e apostrophe d-a-i-i and the jedi order were created on python by the titans the order to keep the balance between the light and the dark side of the force so as we as we discussed like in our two previous episodes where there was a group of philosophers that discovered the force Well, those philosophers then eventually became the Jedi learning the ways in of the light side and keeping the balance between light and dark. Mm. And then for millennia, the Jedi order flourish creating great temples and monuments to the, to the force as previous said, they are like a monk-like organization to where they do a lot of spirit, spiritual um, journeys, meditations. Um, you find their temples all over the place. Um, Tython is where they started. But then you see like Dantooine later down the timeline when they get older to become what we know as the Jedi later on. But then several hundred years before the founding of the Galactic Republic, conflict rose between the followers on light side of the light side and the dark side, uh, known as the Force Wars. The Force Wars was a giant conflict to where you get you have the 
light side users, the Jedi, and then you have dark side users, which they were just known as dark Jedi. They weren't known as Sith because the Sith never existed yet or were discovered yet. But yeah, they had giant conflict between the two groups, basically a civil war. Later, abandoning the teachings of the balance of the force between the light and the dark. A splinter group of the Jedi became what we know as just Jedi, J-E-D-I. And the new fledgling Jedi Order roamed throughout space and eventually set in on a planet called Osis and created a Jedi Academy on that world. And Osis is actually a planet you can visit in um, the Star Star Wars Old Republic MMO. It's actually part of your main alliance uh, forces base that you have between um, the Sith Empire and the Galactic Republic when you're trying to fight the the internal empire from the emperor. And then uh, about 25,000 years later, the Jedi Order joined the Galactic Republic to support the goals of galactic peace. So that's when they get more into the peacekeeping between the galactic, with the galactic Senate and other planets, making sure there's no wars, no conflicts, mostly sent as negotiators, barely used combat. But obviously, Star Wars is being Star Wars. There's always conflict. There's always wars. There's always fights. Right. And then uh, through the many years, the Jedi welcome Force sensitives to Osis in hopes to teach them the ways of the Jedi and help to grow the order of peacekeepers. So they typically go to remote planets, sense out Force sensitives train them on osis just to expand the order and you typically get that with like in say for an example nice old republic you get you meet fellow jedis that you or force sensitives that you can recruit and train such as um oh i can't remember her name she's on dantooine she was she is a jedi but she follows back to that she falls to the dark side and but you can bring her back to the oh, light. Jahani. <clears throat> Jahani, thank you. Gosh. Yeah. And then in 7000 BBY, the Jedi fell into a dark time called the 100-year darkness where the Je- dark Jedi would uh, go against the order to use experimental alchemy. So this is the time where the dark Jedi eventually discover the sith and eventually became what we know as the sith and then we'll talk about this in a future episode about the sith as a whole but the sith was a powerful species in legends uh they were all red-skinned alien species that were extremely strong in the force but primarily used the dark side of the force and the dark jedi eventually found them the Sith started teaching the ways of the Sith, and eventually the Dark Jedi adopted the ways of the Sith. Um, and then later, uh, the Jedi would lend later a part of multiple conflicts over the centuries. So they would be in the Great Hyperspace War, the Great Sith War, the Mandalorian Wars, which is what we know from um, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 and Star Wars The Old Republic. The Mandalorian Wars was a huge part of Legends with the Jedi and the 
Mandalorians, where this is where Revan took an uh, an attachment of the Jedi to go fight the Mandalores, Mandalorians. And eventually, you know, his story comes around in KOTOR 1. Mm-hmm. And right, then, right, right. Yeah. And then you get the Jedi Civil War, the first Jedi Purge, the Great Galactic War, the Cold War, the Galactic War, the new Sith Wars, and then the Clone Wars. So, and that's over hundreds, over the centuries with the Jedi. Yes, they're a peacekeeping force, but they're always at war. So they, it's a kind of a big contradictory to the Jedi's code, personally. Um, and then for the structure of the Jedi, the Jedi Order themselves, the Jedi Order is controlled by a Jedi High Council which we do see in the newer movies or even in the prequel films. Mm -hmm. The high council is eventually acts as a, a virus advisory board to the office of the Supreme chancellor of the Republic. So we see this also in the prequel films. We see this in star Wars, the clone wars where the Supreme chancellor advises gets advice from the jedi what to do if need be the jedi intervene on what's going on in the in the galaxy at the time right um i do have a little bit one thing i do want to share this is something that happens in the new sith wars um and you can Mm -hmm. read about this exact event in the darth bane uh trilogy but it's an event that's called the the rusan reformation um and this happens after the first book of the Darth Bane trilogy. I'm not going to go into the exact details of why it happens and what happens. So do not spoil that trilogy. If you haven't read it, it's a great one. And I highly recommend it. But around 1,000 BVY, this, um, the Rusan Reformations reorganized the Galactic Republic, um, stripping several powers away from the Supreme Chancellor and putting it into the Galactic Senate upholding the Senate more as a governing body. But one thing that this does, because the new Sith Wars last so long, and there's so much back and forth conflict between the Jedi and the Sith, the Senate wants more control over the Jedi Order. And so with the Rusan reformations in Legends, the Galactic Senate now is the overarching body over the Jedi Order. The Jedi Order serves the galactic senate as in like when obi-wan says my allegiance is to the republic we serve the senate not its leader um and so that's a it's a big event in legends and i wouldn't be surprised if it comes back up again in canon uh but that's a moment that the jedi order actually becomes an arm of the government until the great jedi purge after the clone wars Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I I still need to read the Darth Bane books myself. Yeah, and then that comes again to fruition in like Luke's Jedi Council in Legends very much deals with that in that Luke wants to be separate from the Galactic Senate because Luke feels that the attachment to the Galactic Senate is part of what led to 
Palpatine rising to power and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can just go into that to where the Galactic Senate really restricts what the Jedi need to do to be a peacekeeping force. Mm-hmm. Um, they put so much restrictions on them, and the Senate have it. The Senate themselves have an agenda, and they mm-hmm. want that agenda fulfilled. Where the Jedi shouldn't be restricted by an agenda they need to be there for everybody regardless of political ties yeah and it kind of comes down to the whole like captain america civil war argument of like no there needs to be there's the argument that the jedi need to be overlooked because when jedi go bad it causes galaxy-wide conflicts and a lot of destruction and all that stuff but then on the other side as you know captain america says in the marvel movies these are run by people with agendas and agendas change. Um, Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a similar argument there, but you can read about, if you want to read the Legends of Material, the Darth Bane trilogy, highly recommend. And if you want more like kind of post Return of the Jedi, I recommend the Fate of the Jedi uh, series. There's like 12 novels in that one. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, but it's really great. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of tiebacks, especially to, as we mentioned before, there's a lot of tiebacks in those books to the Mortis arc. Um, and so it's really cool. If you are of the opinion that the sequels didn't give you the story you wanted, you might find the story you wanted in the Fate of the Jedi books. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, and then back to the council. Um so the Jedi Council is always made up at tw- with 12 members at a time. And when, so there's going to be, there's permanent seats, temporary seats, and there's also rotating seats in the Jedi Council. So like, obviously we, see, so Yoda, as we see in the movies, he's always on the Jedi Council. Uh, Mace Windu's is always on the council. Um, but when we see like an episode one, for an example, we see Yaddle Poof and I cannot remember the other ones. His um the long-necked alien species. I cannot remember his name. He's so obscure. But uh you only see him in episode one, and when you get to episode two, they've been replaced with, I believe, um uh, Luminara and Plo Koon, I believe. I can't remember on the top of my head, mm-hmm. but they have rotating members to where they can always have different opinions and constantly, you know, not hold all of the power. And then right. other than that, we do have the Jedi code. Uh, the Jedi code is the following. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. Mm. Which the code itself, I mean, as we see in the films and even in legend, and we see this in legends all the time, it's a very strict code to live by, as you can see with many Jedi. Uh, obviously turning the dark side turning back to the light it it also contradicts itself quite Mm -hmm. a bit where there's no emotion there's peace 
it's kind of hard to live a life without emotion. Right. Well, it's just, it's not true. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's not the experience we know to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so interesting because Obi-Wan's, you know, famous line, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Mm -hmm. The Jedi code is five absolutes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's something to consider that the Jedi aren't perfect, and that's plainly seen in the films and even in Legends to where a lot of Jedi do straight to the dark side because of that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, fun fact here. Um, so they say there is no emotion and there is no passion in the Jedi Code. Well, in rare cases in Legends, they haven't shown this in canon, as of yet, anyway, um, Jedi can marry to um, either another Jedi or to someone else, but it's highly, highly reviewed, and they're constantly being watched. I think they have to go for a, like a monthly visit to the Jedi Temple just to make sure everything is correct. Uh, we see this in uh, the Revan novel for Star Wars Old Republic, where Revan and Basila do eventually do get married and we see this also but i thought that was basically they overlooked that because they didn't want revan preaching his new philosophy well there's that too and and there was other things with it but they did allow it Hmm. um yeah revan does have that new philosophy to with because he's been on both the light and the dark side of the forest he he sees both views, but both views are skewed, basically. And even Basila, she turns the dark side towards the end of the first Kotor film or movie game. Gosh, <laughs> and um, she she understands where his Raven's coming from. Um, but we also right. see we get mentions of it also in Star Wars: The Old Public MMO that um, from if you play the Jedi Knight storyline, your Padawan uh, Kira actually tells you if you perceive a um, or try to go with a romantic relationship with her uh, she will tell you like if you want to continue a relationship you can get married it is a thing in the Jedi archives that Jedi can marry but it's highly reviewed and they constantly have to go to like one uh, monthly visits to the Jedi temple to make everything's fine Mm. Because we see that um, Satil Shan, the Grand Master of the Jedi Order at the time, actually married and had a kid with uh, one of the Republic commandos in the um, Republic Army. Right. Which I can't remember his name on the top of my head either. But, yeah. Yeah, it happens. And, like, there is the intent. Like, there's a whole thing about, like, Kitty Mundi. You know, he is allowed a wife and, you know, romantic attachments because Mm -hmm. he's like, he has to repopulate his species or something like that. Yeah. Um, And there is the argument, I can't remember who said it, but it was like Jedi are just forbidden from attachments. So, you know, they can do the nasty all they want. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But then... um... And then there are the last thing I have for legends are the, 
where place some of the Jedi temples are located on, which you have Coruscant, obviously, Osis, where they started, Dantooine, and then Tython. Dantooine we see in uh, Nice Old Republic 1. Uh, ta- uh, Tython we see in the Old Republic MMO. And then Coruscant we see everywhere. And Osis is uh, just the starting place where the Jedi first came in fruition, and then you eventually were able are able to go to it in the Old Republic MMO as well. All right, you want to go to our break, and then we can come back for canon? Yeah, let's do that. All right, see you after the break. All right, well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything that doesn't have to do with Star Wars lore. So we talk about what's going on. Um, if you want to support us, one of the best ways to do that is just word of mouth. If you are a Star Wars fan and you have a bunch of other friends who are Star Wars fans and you love our podcast, tell your friends, spread it word of mouth, tell people about us. Um, another great way to support us right now is to leave us reviews on Spotify or on uh, Apple. If you leave a five-star review on Apple and write us a nice review, we will read it on a future episode of the show. You do not have to listen to our podcast on Spotify or Apple to leave a review. You just need to have an account. Other than that, we do have a new review with us. Um, we do. I'll, yes, I'll go ahead and read that. So this is from Bat Waffles. Uh, it says, great in-depth show. I've always enjoyed seeing Ben on the Witcher Lorecast, so I'm glad to hear you're hosting this podcast with these other amazing hosts. I hope you guys have tons of future episodes. My suggestion episodes are creation of the crime syndicates, bounty hunters guild, other guild that not many fans know about, but are worth an episode. May the force be with you. Thanks, Bat Waffles. Yes, thank you. It's, it's always, always good to hear other people look seeing me on the Witcher Lore cast, but I am so glad to be here with Austin and hosting Holocron Histories. It, I just love Star Wars. It's probably tied with, with the Witcher. And the criminal syndicates are coming because we actually have a lot. There's a lot of information about those. Yes. Both legends and canon. Yes, there are. And bounty hunters. That too. Yes. All right. Well, you ready to go? Yeah, let's get back into the canon. All right. All right, Ben. Let's learn about the canon. So in canon, the order was originally established on Act Toe in the Unknown Regions. So compared to Legends, where the, uh, the Jedi Order was founded on Tython and then on Osis, the Jedi were founded on Acto that we see in uh, Star Wars Episode 8 and Episode 9, the planet that Luke hides himself on, and where we see the like you know the old tree with the original ancient Jedi texts that Rey goes and finds. So it is completely different from Legends. They did change that a bit. Uh, and then later years, the order eventually does move to uh, Coruscant as a hub for Jedi activity in the area. Since Coruscant is in the core worlds, it's in the center, more center of the galaxy compared to Acto, since Acto is actually beyond the outer rim. 
So it's uncharted space is where act two is in. Right. And then the precursor to the Jedi are actually called the Dai Bindu. The order itself was created by the prime Jedi. Um, now who the prime Jedi is, we don't know yet. Uh, there's very little info on the prime Jedi. There's just the only thing we really have on him is he created the order. Um, but the, the name that the precursor Jedi is called the Dai Bindu gives me like, are they connected to the Bindu from Star Wars Rebels? Like, I'm, I'm very curious about that. I would say maybe, but I think the like Bindu is a much more like basic element of the galaxy than yeah. the Jedi thing. And so in like, to use kind of D&D terms, he's like a primordial deity, which kind of means like the lowest, like the lowest foundation, the absolute necessary for the existence of uh, the world and so Bendu is very much like that so it's almost like that the Dai Bendu would be named because they interact with these Bendus yeah um or I mean it could and this is all you know fan theory or just my, in my head um the Dai Bendu might be Dai might be something to do with the light side Mm. with bendu might mean force possibly yeah. well bendu means it means balance okay bendu, so, bendu says uh i am the bendu of the balance okay yeah. so just trying to figure out what die means then d-a-i by the way <laughs> um and then uh the jedi after all that uh the jedi eventually came into possession of the planet ilum where the Jedi would find, you know, kyber crystals for their lightsabers, which we did talk about in our first episode. Uh, Ilum is the planet on where all Jedi find their kyber crystals to power their lightsabers. And then the Jedi Order actually eventually established on multiple planets, including uh, Zenzar and Jeddah. Uh, I didn't really look too much into those planets Jeddah does seem familiar to me though i don't know why hmm. i think that is somewhere in the canon i just can't remember on the top of my head um but the jedi and then you go into the religion aspects the jedi religion as luke skywalker described is based on eight ancient texts so this is where we go into like the ancient texts we see on acto this is the this is where he got all this info from so the texts include the ramagan and the this word's going to be interesting to say enomikia aonomica or something aonomica yeah it's it's a weird pronunciation Mm -hmm. uh these books include a number of aspects that have little influence over such as references to gods and the world between worlds. So this is where it would reference like the Modus Arc and the world between worlds, which is something we see in uh, Star Wars Rebels with Ezra, which is basically kind of a distortion world that connects all t- all time and 
space together. Yeah, it's uh, it's not my favorite thing in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, it's kind of like a cop out <laughs> for some right. things that they want to do, but that that's just you know, that's right. that's just how it works. But uh, and then um, uh, you actually this is one thing that does transfer from Legends is the hundred year darkness. Uh, the Sith were born. And the Jedi who sought power uh, and the dark side. So in the 100-year uh, darkness in canon, this is where the Jedi, the Jedi who turned to the dark side eventually become the Sith. That's, I think, as far as we know with the Sith and the dark Jedi in canon, because the Sith, Sith species don't exist in a canon as of yet. And then on occasion, the Jedi and Sith fought. Uh, one such battle took on actually on Takadana, which is the world that we see in Force Awakens with Maz. Uh, with Maz. I cannot remember her last name. It's the K. But yeah, um, there was actually a famous battle that was fought on Takadana between the Jedi and the Sith. And uh, Maz actually made her temple or her castle on top of that battlefield. Hmm. Right. Which watching force awakens, you get the idea and sense that Maz is force sensitive to a certain extent to where she knows such things of the force. Right. And then about uh, 5,000 BBY, the Jedi order relocated to Coruscant uh, from Acto and created a Jedi temple on top of an ancient Sith shrine that we do find out from uh, the High Republic novels. Uh, thought the shrine was neutralized, and the but this power of the shrine actually crept its way through the temple, weakening the order without their knowledge. So this is actually them with, with the Jedi building this temple on top of a ancient Sith shrine, not realizing the power, you know, was neutralized or anything. This is what really kind of put them towards the path of what we see in the prequel series with the Jedi being more into conflict, um, being very clouded in their judgment. Um, and this is what really, what had a Palpatine, this is what Palpatine used basically to manipulate the Jedi order to do what he needed to do. And then how the Jedi weren't able to sense Palpatine as a force wielder mm -hmm. because that the negative energy, the dark side of the forest being a concentrated point and seeping through the temple and through Coruscant, it's hard to sense other force sensitives that use that particular side of the force. Um, just like how uh, Yoda retreats to Dagobah, Dagobah is a highly con concentrated planet in the dark side to where the, uh, the Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader can't sense Yoda whatsoever. And just like how Obi-Wan relocates to uh, Tatooine, not only just to protect Luke, but it also hides him. He conceals himself on that planet from the forest because since Darth Vader has such a traumatic experience on Tatooine 
he can't sense him because he doesn't want to sense Tatooine. Right. And then the Jedi Order came into service during what we know as the Old Republic era, where the Order vows to keep its peace. Uh, the Order did outlaw slavery in this time. So in canon, we don't know too much about the Old Republic era in canon. That stuff is still being developed. Uh, right now, they're highly focused on the High Republic era. Eventually, I imagine we will see more Old Republic stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what they translate, uh, what they take from Legends and put into canon. Obviously, Revan will come back. That has already been established, basically. But other than that, we don't know anything else. Along with probably Darth Bane. Yeah, but I believe Darth Bane is, um, he's more towards the end of the High Republic era, I believe. Or he's like during the High Republic? Sort of. Um, At least in Legends, Darth Bane kind of ushers in the High Republic era. Okay. Um, It's kind of like establishing, because the High Republic era, at least from what I understand it, is the era of the Republic where they believe the Sith to be done. Yeah. Um, they think the Sith are and, extinct. Right. And we're kind of getting the, the end of, as I understand it, the end of the High Republic is like the beginning of the Clone Wars, basically, kind of era. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's how I understand it. Uh, so Darth Bane is much, it's much further beyond that. Like, so Darth Bane is part of the Rusan Accords. That happens in a thousand BBY. And I know they have a new um, dating system that mm-hmm. they released, but I'm still using the BBY dating system. Right. Yeah. That's what we all use still. Yeah. So that happened in a thousand BBY. And like, I believe the High Republic is like in that 200 BBY era. Yeah. I think it's between. Five to two hundred, no, five to. I think it starts at the five hundred BBY. I believe is when High Republic starts, but I I can't remember the time. I would have to look that up again. Uh, High Republic is still very new content that the Disney's um, is making with the novels right now, and eventually we'll get like TV shows and a movie pop more likely. And it's possible because one of Darth Bane's biggest pursuits, and that I think that later on is passed down all the way to Palpatine, or at least Plagueis, is this idea of making yourself immortal. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of reasons Bane goes after that. Um, mm-hmm. And which again, which we do, we do see Darth Bane in the Clone Wars Season 6 Yoda Chronicles, which is cool. Yes. Um, he's mentioned in there, we see his, like, his Force Ghost, basically, to a sense. But that's really it. Yeah. But, um, Back on Jedi, uh, during the Hold Republic era, um, the Jedi the the Jedi Sith War did occur in canon, and then uh, the Jedi emerged victorious. But the Sith who the Sith had one sole survivor, which was Darth Bane. So okay, yeah, he's at the end of that Old Republic, going into the High Republic era. Uh, who creates the Rule of Two, which we know as Going forward, there's one master, one apprentice, nothing more, nothing less, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk more about um, on a future episode with the Sith. And then after these events, uh, the mon- modern Galactic Republic was formed, 
and a new era, which is what we know as the High Republic. So at the end of the Old Republic, we get the High Republic era, where all the newer books and newer content that we're getting for Star Wars is starting to release in. Not all the Disney Plus stuff, that's still in the between original and sequel trilogies, but all the books are going to be looking into the High Republic era. And then um, Disney did announce that, I mean, we are going to get at least, I believe, one or two High Republic Disney Plus shows at some point. And then we do have a game of development from uh, Quantum Dream, which is uh, Star Wars Eclipse. That one will be also High Republic as well. And then uh, during the time of the High Republic, um, the Republic relied heavily on the Jedi Order to render aid and settle disputes through peaceful means. So this is what started the Jedi becoming negotiators, signing peace treaties, um, being the peacekeepers that the Order originally is without conflict. Now, as we learn in the High Republic novels, there is conflict, a lot of conflict, actually, from uh, these space pirates, basically. Um, go read the Star Wars Light of the Jedi book. Is it Light of the Jedi? That's the first High Republic book, yeah. Yeah, that's the first one. And then just, there's, I believe, 10 to 12 books now on the High Republic novels. And they actually just announced Phase 2 is going to be starting here. I believe the second half of this year. So, and they got more writers to be doing more of the book novelizations. Um, and it's, it, it's the high Republic can get dark. There's some dark times in this, in these mm-hmm. books, which I was reading these books. I was not expecting to see as much dark tones, but there's a lot of dark tones. Yeah. And then, um, other than that, after I mean, all the info that we get later is just the films, really, and the TV shows that we get. So after the High Republic era, we go into, I don't know if they even have a name for the Clone Wars era. I think it's just called the Clone Wars era. Yeah. Where we had the Galactic Republic, you know, fighting the Separatists. But, you know, Palpatine is on controlling both sides and doing his own thing. So that's always fun. So, uh, lots of stuff to learn in the canon. Um, yeah, and with Jedi, with the Jedi in canon, it's constantly being more developed more and more. Um, with the High Republic, with what we're going to see in like the Obi Wan TV show that we get at the end of May, um, and going forward, it's just the Jedi is just going to get more developed as time goes on. Yeah, well, do you have anything more to say about the Jedi? No, that's really it. What I got for the Jedi. Yeah, I think that's it for me, too. Oh. We'll see you next week. And may for the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. 
I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.